Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Pre, a Florida Hockey Now podcast. I am your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, TJ Peterson and Alex Lopez. And uh, for what feels like the first time all season, uh, the Panthers have games in hand on the teams that they are chasing. It has felt for quite a while like the Panthers were five, six games up uh, on the teams that uh, that they were competing with for a playoff spot. Uh, but they are currently sitting three points back of the New York Islanders, and the Panthers have two games in hand. This is like the Mike Ryan like yeah. uh, it, idiom. Five points out with two games in hand, but this time it's Almost. only three. Almost only three. But basically, this is where the Panthers have been for the last 20 years. However. With the exception of the last three years. Yes. Yeah. However, the Islanders do play tonight. And there is a possibility the Panthers would be five points out with three games in hand. Which so would be would... very, yeah, it would be very yeah. Panthers. Also, they're playing Anaheim, so oh, I wouldn't shit. bet I on... picked up J.G. Pajot in fantasy, so I actually want it the Islanders to win. I was about to say Israel to win. I don't know why World I was Baseball about to Classic. say I want Israel to win. That's true. The World Baseball Classic is is happening, and also I downloaded a ROM of Madden 07 uh, and played as the Bears, uh, who the Bears have a player, TJ, that face, named Israel Adonage back ah. in 2007. Um so yeah, I would not have and Adewale Ogunlie, uh are names that are at the top of my uh, top Prince of my mind. Prince Adewale Why Madden 07? Uh, because that game is single-handedly responsible for my current taste in music. Okay. <laughs> TJ can TJ can tell you like I I have a lot of nostalgia for Madden 07. Uh, mm-hmm. When we maybe were some of the songs, because I'm sure I remember them. Huh? I just said this is the end by Anti Flag was on there, wasn't it? Drones by Rise Against, Spin by Taking Back Sunday. Is it any wonder by Queen or by Queen by Keen? Is it any wonder by Keen? Still Life franchise by Less Than Jake. What was the dashboard song? Shit. Hands down, I think. No, it was not hands down. There's an AFI song, Summer Shutter. Releva- Revelations by uh, Atreyu, or not Atreyu, Revelations by Audio Slave. Here's by a big Audio one, Slave. There was an Atreyu song. Though. Reason to Believe is the dashboard Thank you, song. Reason to Believe. Uh, Here's the big one that you missed. Reason to Believe by Dashboard. Uh, Say anything else by anything. Car- Cartel. Say, I haven't missed anything. Say anything else by Cartel. Uh, <laughs> 30 Seconds to Mars. What was the 30 Seconds to Mars song? I got the soundtrack up right now. Uh, Battle of One. Battle of One. Um, yeah, just like a ton of songs. And I don't listen to all of these bands anymore, but like that game is... That, that game, plus a little bit of TJ's influence, plus a little bit of my sister's influence, is pretty much where my current taste in music came from. I got you. We also used to just play it all the time. Fair enough. Yeah, an obnoxious amount. We played <laughs> it so much my, that... My 13th birthday party was pretty much just like us, TJ and me and two or three of our other friends just like 
up until 4 a.m. playing Madden 07. Yeah. One of our friends fell asleep and the c- computer started playing <laughs> for him. And we were like, wow, Alex is so good at, at playing Madden. He's, different he's Alex, even playing obviously. it in his sleep. Yeah, different Alex. Yeah. Okay. So that the the real basis of that joke was that um, we were playing a franchise, four of us versus the computer. And whoever was playing quarterback, it was probably me, um, threw it to the receiver that our friend Alex was controlling. And none of us had realized at this point that Alex had fallen asleep. Uh, But it was such a good throw, like such an open man and such a good throw. I make this throw, the player scores, and we're all like celebrating and turning to Alex to be like, what a great catch, like great run. And we turn and realize that he is unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just scored in his sleep. NPC'd for a touchdown. That's amazing. But he scored in his sleep was the uh, was the joke for a while. Um, I mean, it's no put, so the, anyway, team, put the team on his back. But that yeah. was yeah. Uh, this no, is like pre the Greg Jennings video. This like this predates that. Um, what wow, all time great. That videos. was such an insane tangent from me forgetting <laughs> the name of the New York Islanders for a brief moment. Yeah, but but that's just something. But like, let's take a second there. I know we want to make this a quicker episode, but like, those days are gone. Kids don't do that anymore because of multiplayer. Like everyone, like you can game all night, but everyone does it from home. But those days of like, hey, everyone gets together at one house and you're playing, you know, quad box of Goldeneye until four in the morning. Like it just doesn't happen. Those See, like I think that's one of the great things about sports games, though, is yes, split screen co-op uh, is largely a thing of the past. Uh, but sports games don't require split screen. Oh, I agree. I'm not saying gaming isn't better now. I'm just saying I miss those days. Where it's like, yeah, me everyone got together in one house and it was just like you had a shit ton of pizza, soda because we were all, you know, 12, 13 years old and you were just playing one video game until four in the morning all together like just ragging on each other making fun of whoever came in last place like it was great basically what alex is saying is reject modernity and return to the traditional days of playing video games and drinking soda with your friends and the other well, thing Cody, back saying, in my day <laughs> the other thing that alex is saying is i wonder how many boxes of tj's family's oreos i ate when i was a kid because <laughs> uh, that's a that's that's gonna be a big number that's that is not a small number. That is, that is a, a big number. number. That is what a kind of Oreos number. are in the TJ Peterson household. Back then, it was usually just regular Oreos. Not even sometimes it stuff. was vanilla ones. Sometimes it was vanilla. Hot take: the, Hot take: The vanilla ones are better than the regular ones. I haven't eaten an Oreo in a while. Golden um, Oreos are so good. I'm tempted to kick you off of this call. Ouch. Golden Oreos are delicious. Not better than regular Oreos. Okay, you know what I tried uh, probably about a month ago at this point? Maybe more? There's a Target-exclusive Oreo, which is just an Oreo with cookies and cream filling. If you're following along, that is effectively yeah, that's an a new Oreo, Oreo. Yeah, and it's like a me- it's like a, a most stuff. It's like super filling, right? There's a ton of filling. It's extremely filled. But yeah. like the cream is literally just Oreo cream mixed with Oreo with pieces, mashed up Oreos. Yeah, it's amazing. I've had them too. It's They're not amazing. okay. 
This is going to be my hot take then. It just tastes like a normal Oreo. Oh, it's the fact that you get so much cream filling in the middle. That's what makes it great. The cream can, like, you can have too much cream, though. False. True. False. Double stuff is ideal. Any more than that, and you're you're messing with the ratio of cream to cookie. I did not find the Oreo-filled Oreos to be all that interesting. It just it just tasted like a regular Oreo to me. But, okay, I didn't think it was bad because it tasted like a regular Oreo, and Oreos are delicious. But like, you know, come on, as a fellow member of the Fat Person Tribe, I will you know I will defer. We all have our opinions. Well, you I can feel this. I way. just fell asleep for a few minutes. We're talking about the Panthers, right? No, yes, we're back to the Panthers. Race. Which which Oreos do you think the Panthers players like? Nolachari. <laughs> okay, no, there are so many flavors of Oreos now that this question actually requires a lot more analysis than you might think. Um, it does. I, more I don't want to get into it. The more interesting question, I think, is it did just... Uh, I, I saw a post, I don't know how legitimate this is, uh, but apparently Patrice Bergeron holds like regular mental health check-ins with his Bruins teammates. And I think that's neat. Yeah. So my question is, which Panther do you think would make the best therapist? Hmm. I'm going to go with Bob. Interesting. I've I've got an, a kind of an off the wall suggestion. I mean, if I think like pure therapist, I think it would be Gustav Forsling. But in terms of who I think would be like the best one and be more a little kookier, Radko Gudis. I would say in terms of a player's ability to get to the bottom of what is on your mind, what is upsetting you and get and find a solution. Uh, and in the process sets you in a good mood. Uh, I would put money down on Anthony Duclair. Okay. Now we can get back to the playoff race. We'll discuss where the Sabres are in a bit because they're in the middle of a game and we don't know whether or not they're going to win. They're winning right now, but you know that they could definitely blow that lead. It's only a one goal lead, I believe. Uh, so yeah, the Islanders, down to one. the Islanders are, you know, like we said, they're playing the uh, Ducks tonight. So that will definitely affect this after you know we've recorded it and you're hearing it, and you know we can't really comment on what's going on. But either way, they will Panthers will be in a position where they win their games in hand they'll be fine. And I mean, if you go back to the st- really the start of 2023, this has been a 100-plus point team based on their points pace since then. Now, the schedule's probably been a little bit lighter, especially in terms of more home games than road games. But let me let me take a look at their schedule just so I can remember this correctly, but I'm pretty sure that they only have like five games left against p- playoff teams. And I think three of those games are against the Maple Leafs. Yeah, their schedule And they're has... actually done with the Western Conference. They have no more games against the West. Their schedule has been brutal. I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. That January was obscene. They played so many road games, so few home games. Like They had a four-week-long road stand. It, it, it was bound to have you know a softer schedule to finish the year. I mean... Yeah, uh, it's it's six games left against playoff teams. The one 
game that I forgot was the last game of the season against Carolina. Uh, the other two playoff teams they'll be playing are the Devils and the Rangers. And they have eight games against non-playoff teams. So the majority of the schedule is against non-playoff teams. And just, you know, just to finish that thought of what the schedule is like, that Toronto game last week of the season, Toronto is almost certainly going to be locked into the two seed. They're going to be anyone who is nicked up is not going to be playing Carolina. The last game of the season, same exact thing. They're going to be locked into their playoff spot. Um, the Panthers have a lot of, I don't want to say the word easy points, but they have, they have a lot of games where anything less than two points would be extremely, extremely disappointing. Yeah, And the next game is tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, against the Canadiens at home. And now the Canadiens have played spoiler to the Penguins this week already, so this is something that they're capable of doing. And I mean, the, the Blackhawks beat the Bruins, was that last night? Was that two nights ago? Yeah. Either way, the Blackhawks just beat the Bruins. So, like, this isn't a, a crazy thing to happen. Like, there, you cannot guarantee a win in that game, but you, you know... I can guarantee you, you're going to really be kicking yourself if you don't get the two points because yeah. you're already you're already behind the Islanders, so you're already ch- chasing them. Because you know they're they're in a similar spot to the Panthers, like I said, since 2023 and their acquisition of Bo Horvat. Even though they don't have Barzell, they're playing well right now. Yeah, I mean they're playing well enough that Sorokin can carry them, which is you know <laughs> doesn't even really need to be that well, but you know they they've been on a much better streak in terms of picking up points recently yeah Yeah. the panthers are uh they're 17 10 and 3 in this calendar year 2023 um and like you guys said a lot of winnable games down the stretch here uh so they are in a good position but the islanders do pose a little bit of a problem we need the islanders to lose some games there's really only one game left on the schedule where you can say like, well, you know, them losing that one is totally understandable. It's away at Toronto because every other game they have the rest of the year is either a home game or it's against a non-playoff team. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that does concern me is they have two road back-to-backs left this season. Um, Detroit, Philly, and then Toronto, Montreal. Um, there's Three no of those indica- games are still very winnable though. Yeah, I, I agree. All, all of them are winnable. I, I'm just saying there's no indication that Spencer Knight's leaving the player assistance program this season. I wouldn't anticipate it. So you're going to have to play Bob every single game to finish the year. And that is a lot of hockey. You, for you can't you can't do that, though. You can't do that. I don't think you can afford not to. Well, you can't. What's you can't. What's afford the point? To, what if, do you mean? What's if the you're going to run him into the ground, then you, you might as well not show up into the playoffs. It doesn't matter. TJ, you need you need to shoot for the playoffs at any cost this year because you don't have a first-round pick. And I don't want to spend the 10 minutes on the tangent of the playoffs alone are, are a success or not. We agree it's not a success. It's just they have no choice but to shoot for the playoffs. And, you, you know, as winnable as at Philadelphia or at Montreal is in the second night of a back-to-back, you can't start Alex Lyon. Because the problem is, is if he gives up three goals in the first five shots, you know, it's too late to put Bob in. That's something Bob can definitely do every night. He lost them that Winnipeg game. 
It is, but you it's all what what do you what is more likely? Alex Lyon doing it or Bob doing it? And even on the second night of a back to back and still Lyon. You're just it. you're just ignoring the macro effects of you know a, a month long of hockey like and we just talked about like oh it's hard to play you know so many games in such a short amount of time yeah that's gonna affect Bob look at what's happened to Jacob Markstrom this year after he had to play what like 65 66 games last year I think he played the most games of any goalie last year look how he did against the Oilers in the playoffs awful he was terrible he lost them the series. Look how he's done this year. He's been awful. He's cost them a, a chance of making the playoffs. You, you I, that's that's not an option. You can't do that. I don't know. I, I just don't think they have any other choice. I, I Alex Lyon was really good for a couple of days, really bad for a couple of days. When you need every single sounds point. like you're you're describing Bob. I have no argument. <laughs> I, I frankly I would accept if the only games that Lyon played for the rest of the year were the two second night of a back-to-backs. Sure. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. You you, you can't just play Bob. There's 13 games left, right? You can't just go Bob 13 of 13. 15. Okay. You, You can't just do that. You can't. This is the modern NHL. We know how much of a strain that puts on a goaltender. You're just ignoring the science if you do that. That's as bad as being a climate denier. You're just ignoring the science. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, goalies break down. It's not good to start a goalie that many games. I don't know about being climate denier. That comparison is a bit hyperbolic. But I get where he's coming from. Um, the point of ignoring the science, I understand. But yeah. let's not equate Bob's Bob playing two games that he maybe shouldn't to. No, I'm I'm saying 15 out of 15. That's crazy. It's simply crazy. Yeah, but the only two games that he shouldn't play are one of the two games on each of the back-to-backs. I I think he shouldn't play at least four. You might be right. If there's 15 games left. So, like, but, that's already a compromised position for me to say 13 to 15. I'm, I would be unhappy with it. I would but bet it's, that Bob plays at least 13 of the remaining 15. Frankly, I don't think that you're wrong. It doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. Sure. Look, maybe we see what Guzda has to offer. I do think that that roster Oh, no, move... it's not going to be Guzda. No, that, ro- Guzda. that roster move was made specifically because Charlotte has a condensed schedule coming up and they're going to need Alex Lyon to start a couple of games. Um, and also, you just need to get Alex Lyon games. Yeah, He hasn't played too. in a while. That too. Yeah, Alex Lyon needs some games, so that way he's fresh in case you do start him against Philadelphia or Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's part of why they sent him down. Bob could get it. hurt, and you could not have a choice. You know, you'd, you'd have to play at that point. You'd have to play uh, Alex Lyon. And, and frankly, part, I do have... Part of the reason they sent him down was to get him some reps before the back-to-backs. And frankly, I do have some confidence in Alex Lyon. I'm not about to tell you that he's the next Chris Drieger or, you know, that he's going to be contending for a starting job the rest of the season. But I think that he's totally capable of getting going in there and giving you a average start 50% of the time and not being too terrible the other 50% of the time. And that's good enough to win for this team. 
We've seen it all year. If their goalie yeah, has it, played average, they've won 90% of those it games. It should be good enough to beat Detroit. It should be good enough to beat Philadelphia. And it should be good enough to beat Montreal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Winnipeg, you want to talk about that a little bit? You want to, because like I already mentioned it, but like, you know, you scored four goals in that game. You gave up what, 25 shots? I didn't really feel like there were, you know, too, too many high danger chances against. Like that that Ehlers goal is just brutal. And I'm I'm not saying like, you know, Bob is terrible. He can't give that goal up. I'm more so saying like that's something that might happen if you're playing goalie, you know, twenty-four hours after he played three periods in overtime. You're absolutely correct. But that like that that costs you a point in this game. If he doesn't give that goal up, the Panthers win. Yeah, I mean, there was I, I didn't get a chance to watch too much of that because I was at a bachelor party, but I did notice one of the most brutally obvious cross checks in a scoring position of all yeah, time. Yeah, that was bad. In overtime. Did I mean, you see many, the Ehlers goal I'm talking about? I did not. I really did not. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Um, but I mean, I, I know I'm complaining about the refs guy, but how many how many overtime games have the Panthers lost this year because a penalty was called on them in overtime? How many? It's been so many. And then when an obvious opportunity for them to get a power play where a guy gets cross-checked in a scoring situation, it's not called and 30 seconds later, the game is over. Like come the fuck on. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but Sam Reinhart missed an, a wide open yeah. net. If no, no, no. Before that, are we that still doing this? Nobody did. I'm like, I'm just pointing it out. Well, it, I mean, it, it goes to the larger issue where that the Panthers have been losing that game all season and that's why they are in this situation where they are by far the better team on the ice and either they're not converting their chances or they're not uh, or they're getting bad goaltending and it burns them and that winnipeg game it was a little of both yeah they did score four goals though Uh, on on connor hellebuck i think this is one of the rare games that you you can't really blame the offense you know, you, you you can't give up four goals in that in that kind of, you know, under yeah. that kind of pressure, it's just bad. And some of it is Bob. I thought that unfortunately Anthony Duclair just completely fell asleep defensively. Was just staring right at uh, Nemestikov as he put uh, the puck in the net, and probably could have done a lot more. I mean, Duclair I was disappointed never- by that. Duclair's never been a, a plus EV defender. He just is. No, he's not. He's, he's not. Never... But that's just looked pathetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just watched that Ehlers goal. It was really bad. Bob, Bob was guessing on a bad angle shot, which you should never be guessing on a bad angle shot and was completely fooled. That should never happen. I don't even think that's the second night of a back-to-back thing. That is an absolute just brain fart moment. Like there's no excuse for that goal. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, want to say again like this isn't me coming here and saying you know what bob just sucks that's just a situation where you got to look at it objectively like there's only one person to blame in in this situation and if you look at the grand context of the game everybody else did their job i mean over over the course of the full season bob has more than pulled his weight i mean we could talk about the 10 million if you want i don't really want to because it's you know it's a sunk cost. Yeah. Bob has pulled his weight in most of the games. He's been good this year. 
he's been not particularly consistent, but the good has outweighed the bad. Yeah. And I think consistency is overrated anyway. I mean, you, sometimes you can just be consistently <laughs> mediocre or, or bad. You know, I, I would rather but imagine if we had a goalie that was consistently good. Yeah, but if they're consistently good, they win the Vesna. So that would be nice, but I don't think it should be our barometer. I will say like, at a at a looking at looking at things from a more macro level, um taking one point from Connor Hellebuck on the second night of a back to back isn't the worst situation. Is really isn't the worst outcome for that situation. No, it's not. How but... they got there is upsetting because they could have had both points. But one point against a Vesna caliber goalie on the second night of a back-to-back against a non-conference opponent, I think you take that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things if they hadn't dropped so many points in games they should have gotten two and got zero, right. you're not upset about this. But if they were doing that, the Panthers would be on a 100-point pace and we're not having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. you know, these things are huge deals now because they screwed up so much in September, October, which brings me to my thought that I wasn't going to mention today, but I'll mention it anyway because I've said it a thousand times wherever I've been doing podcasts or writing. You can't make the playoffs in September or October or October, November, but you can miss them. And if the Panthers miss the playoffs, it's because in October and November, they left so many easy points on the table. I'm going to be that guy and make a really semantic correction. I think they had a pretty decent October. It's more so uh, November and December. Sorry. I just. No, you're not wrong. It was, like, it was pulsing out of my brain. You're not wrong, but I, your I overall remember, point is right, though. It, Go ahead. But, I, but if I remember, there were games in October still that they had, like, they were by far better and just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Games? Philadelphia was in October, I think. Chicago. Maybe. Maybe yeah, Chicago. Chicago. I can't remember the game in, the game in Chicago. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was October, but that was. Yeah, that, those are the games I was thinking of. It was like yeah. four points that you should have had, and they got zero. Yeah, a, a, another situation in which, like I, I said, they've won ninety percent of the games in which they've gotten average goaltending. Yeah. That was not. They were not games they got average goaltending in, and yeah. also well below average finishing. And frankly, we're seeing the goaltending come back up to good. The finishing is still not like, even though they did score four goals against the Jets, it probably could have been more. I really more attribute that to Connor Hellebuck, but I mean, it's still an issue. Like they, they did well. They did enough to score more than twice against Vegas. We were talking about this last week. They only scored four against uh, Chicago with the amount of pressure that they had on that night. It could have been more. One of them was three on three. That I Chicago mean, game was very frustrating. Very frustrating. It's great that the Panthers were able to pull a win out of that game, but like, man, they did they put on hard mode for themselves. Yeah, and and that's what this team has been doing all season is they put on hard mode for no reason. Every like they all know they're playing for their playoff lives, and they just put up an absolute stinker of a first period against one of the worst teams in the NHL. Like none of that's acceptable. Uh, uh, that Chicago game did give us what will go down as one of the greatest replays all season, though. The Montour goal. The Montour goal. Oh yeah, that was incredible. 
if that's not on the season ending highlight reel for the entire NHL, there's something wrong. That's going to be on the team's. Uh, oh, the team's for sure. highlight saying, package for like next season. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm talking like you know how the NHL like when playoffs are coming around, like they'll have oh, a yeah. montage of all the best plays of the year. Like that's going to be on there. That was so good. Like, uh, blind Lee, backhand, blind backhand. You know, five hole, just so good. Yeah, backwards backhand spinning overtime game winning goal by a defenseman. As a wise um, man once said, look at the flick of the wrist. To to the point about finishing, uh league average shooting percentage of this team uh is just or this season is just over 10%. It's 10.01%. The Panthers have the 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27th ranked shooting percentage at 9.17. Yep. And uh their XG is probably XG is probably one of the best in the NHL. Yeah, they're like a maybe not one of the best, but like definitely a very strong XG team, like a comfortable playoff team. In the Corsi Hockey League, as a, a wise number man one in expected goals for, only if number five in actual goals. If I number right. eight in expected goals for percentage, yeah, that's like a comfortable Share, playoff rather. team, but not Let's necessarily go. a and expected goal for percentage includes eight in actual. Goals. Yes, eight in actual goals for. I'm I'm going across all situations, and this is not standardized for time. Yeah, but, th- but so that's that, the point that's, I'm trying to make is this yeah. is an this is an excellent offensive team despite all the changes that were made, and they just had awful shooting luck or execution. Like I would lean towards luck because we know that this team has capable shooters. There's the the Matthew Kachuk thing where the thing about his game is that he gets a lot of looks really close to the net, but they're not necessarily as high quality as most looks that are close to the net. He, he just literally makes up for it scored in terms of from the behind Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. Um, the Panthers are are 31st in the league when it comes to all situations, goals for above expected, only behind Nashville. They're 31st in the league in terms of goals for above expected on the power play also, or at least five and four. Uh, only the Islanders are worse. So there's a little bit of hope for you that maybe the Islanders will continue being ice cold on the power play. Do the Panthers have a five on three goal yet? I, I don't think they do. I don't remember. I can't remember a five on three goal that they've scored. So, and I don't know if that is something I could just quickly pull up, frankly. So that is kind of disappointing. Uh, it very much is. Let me find that. Um, cool. Go ahead and do that. Um, the the one kind of nice thing about this race is even though it looks like Buffalo is about to pull even, and we'll talk about that when it does happen. Uh, Never mind, the, it's not that easy. The the other teams, it seems like that they've fallen back to the pack. the The Senators have had a few brutal losses in a row, including back to back. I think it was back to back regulation losses against the aforementioned Blackhawks and the Canucks. And yeah. they just had a regulation loss against the Oilers. So they're really in trouble. The Red Wings, I mean, they've just, they are who we thought they were pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, they I, let themselves I, off the hook by selling. 
Yeah. And I mean, they, they made the right move because that team was not showing any underlying signs of being even decent. Like they were bad. That was a bad team. Uh, ben Sherratt, great signing. Bill Zito, great trade. Um, and uh, that's that's the other. I, I guess the Capitals are, are are really just playing at the same level that they were, but we kind of already wrote them off. Like they're they're about as relevant now as the Red Wings and the Senators are. Like so, so they could get back in this, but like I don't think they they're do, really that's trying. Probably to. because the Panthers stink. All right, the uh, Islanders crackpot stink. Conspiracy the theory. Stink. Crackpot conspiracy sure. theory. Uh, Ovechkin has his cup. Yeah. Ovechkin is now chasing Gretzky's goals record. Yep. Are the Caps kind of going to play that like middling style, maybe sneak into the wild card, but probably not? Uh, maybe I think maybe they are intentionally, not like intentionally going to miss the playoffs, uh, but keep some miles off of Obi's body so he can keep scoring during the regular season and break Gretzky's record. I don't think that's the case, <laughs> but I think they are essentially rebuilding without selling off the main pieces because they want the team to still be good enough for OV to get goals. Yeah. But and the Sandine go- trade, it looks like it's paying dividends. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Uh, I didn't think you were. Yeah. No, I, I thought I you was, were done. I'm sorry. I was literally about to mention Sandine. So that's some good mind melding right there. Uh, and yeah. just to jump back, the Panthers have scored 50 power play goals this season. Four mm-hmm. eight of those have been five on four. I think yeah, they've scored four on three. There's still I think they might have scored four on three. Yeah, I think, I think they scored four on three on Saturday. About four on three versus five on three. Uh, but they have two power play goals that were not five on four. And I'm almost certain those are four on three goals. Because I remember speaking one in OT and the one from the other night. Speaking of the power play. What was play, the one in OT? Uh, I think it was early in the season, if I remember right. Okay. I'll go speaking, back. Speaking of the power play, uh, we saw something happen during the Winnipeg game. Right. Uh, we that talk it about seems this, yeah. like that it seems like is staying, uh, staying with the team at practice. Uh, and that is that Carter Verhage has taken Aaron Ekblad's spot on power play one. Which is interesting because that only happened because Ekblad got hurt and wasn't allowed onto the ice. But then they scored twice. I agree with the change. I mean, it kind of goes back to remember the conversation we had with Jack Hand that Ekblad is amazing at dominating the play around him because he is so physically gifted, but he's not the most creative player. He is not the highest IQ player. And on the power play, you want creative high IQ players who can do more than just cycle the puck around and rip a slap shot when it comes to them. I'm not saying Ekblad isn't a good player who can still make something out of that. But Carter Verhage can do more than just a set play and create something when he sees someone that's a little bit out of position. So I, I like the change with Verhage oh, on yeah. the left wall. I mean, just the way that Ekblad has played this year, even if you don't want to narrow it down to like what he's good at, what he's not good at, which is my way of saying that I'm not smart enough to tell you what it is and what it isn't, but like, he just hasn't been a power play one caliber offensive player this year, period. No. He hasn't yeah. produced even strength enough to suggest that he deserves a look on the power play. He hasn't su- produced on the power play enough to suggest that he should stay there. And the power play has generated a lot of looks. Like I said, they're 31st in goals above expected on the power play, which means they're actually well below expected. 
and Ekblad's not helping that out. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that you have to throw that kind of stat at the players, but Carter Verhage is a guy that is scoring well above expected this year. He is sniping pucks all over the place. And that's one way to improve that goals above expected. Having a power play unit that has Carter Verhage, Matthew Kachuk, and Sam Reinhardt on it at the same time is also just hilarious. Like, that is so much chaos. It really is. But that's also what you want on a power play. You want, like, a power play should be controlled chaos. And that's what those players are, mm-hmm. the three of them. They, they now have another chaotic player to throw at it if it isn't already enough, and Anthony Duclair, who has been, despite the defensive just not attempt in the Winnipeg game, I think he's been a really good contributor to this offense ever since he's come back. Oh, yeah. Um, guys, just because we're, you know, live live about watching this game and I just put it up. Uh, Buffalo just gave up a two-goal lead in the last few minutes of the game. It is now tied 4-4 with a minute left. Sick. So, I mean, not ideal that both Washington and Buffalo are probably going to get a point out of this game, but... I'm not worried about Washington. I'm not either, but... Yeah, not it, yet. Still, not yet. It's still... It's still annoying, but hopefully Washington will win it and it will be a little bit less annoying because they have two extra games played. So even though they them winning this game would put them equal on points with the Panthers, Panthers would have two games in hand. And one of them is against the Capitals, and they've already won at Capital One Arena this year and at Beth LA Live Arena also. So yeah, against it, it's the Caps, just- I mean... It's just so frustrating the Panthers are in a playoff race with teams like Ottawa, Buffalo, and Washington win. They're just so much better than them on paper and yeah. have no business being in this situation. I had the Panthers locked into second place in the Atlantic. The one thing that I'm happy about, or that's not the right thing to say, but like what makes it much easier for me to take is just looking at the rest of the East this year and realizing just how much blood is going to be shed. Like there's... Six incredible teams in the East. Five, maybe, like, but the Rangers have an incredible goalie. So, five incredible teams, one incredible goalie. And then there's these two wildcard teams who are almost certainly going to be lamps to the slaughter. Just to put a couple of things into, I still disagree with that if the Panthers get the Bruins in round one. Uh, to put a couple of things into perspective, the division leaders in the Western Conference. Uh, are Dallas and Vegas with 87 and 90 points, respectively. The last play or the third place teams in both the Atlantic and the Metropolitan have 86 points. Yeah, it's 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 a bloodbath in the East. All right, that game is officially going to overtime, so both teams are going to get a point. Okay, so Vegas fifth in the league in points percentage. Dallas is seventh, and those are the only two teams in the top seven that are in the West. It's just the Atlantic specifically is just so brutal. Yeah, and I mean, Tampa Bay isn't even one of those teams in the top seven. They're they're ninth in points percentage right now. Vassie washed. Vassie has been mediocre lately. 
I call, I know. I I told you at the beginning of the season. Victor Hedman is injured right now, but also he's had a pretty brutal season defensively. And it doesn't really even matter because, like, they're going to get into the playoffs, which is where they do their damage anyway. And, like, Braden Point's been unbelievable. Brandon Hagel, he had kind of a rough start to his tenure in Tampa Bay, but he's been awesome this year. He's got, like, 30 goals. He's been he's been fantastic. And I think that we mentioned at the time, like, you know, that was a scary thing to think about that they were adding him to the lineup cheap yeah. for the next three years, which didn't yep. necessarily predict a 30 goal season by him. But like that's looking like an incredible trade for them. Yeah, and they paid a lot, know, but they got they got what they needed. Yeah. And I mean, they got a lot of value considering his cap hit. Toronto, New Jersey. You know, these are teams that are there. They're, you know, more regular season teams. Maybe they don't have the goaltending. And I actually I actually kind of do agree with Jake in that, like, I'm I'm not sure that it, when the playoffs come around, if this Boston team is going to be as scary as they look to be in the regular season. Oh, they're playing they, they scary. Just, That's not my point. But they've just disappointed again and again in the last few years in the playoffs. Really, yeah. only one team in the East hasn't, to be fair. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm scared of anybody but Tampa Bay just because they've shown that they can do whatever it takes. But at the same time, the Panthers are going to be underdogs against anybody they can logically play right now. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, was there when do we get to... The Bally thing, because I think yeah. that's the last thing we got to talk about. Sounds good. Alex, as a lawyer on the show, why don't you explain what's going on? Um, Bally broke as fuck. That's a real problem. Is that your official legal opinion? <laughs> yes, that is the official legal opinion of the Panther Bree podcast, for a Florida Hockey Now podcast presented by the Infield Bar and Grill. Um, But, you know, in, in real terms, I mean... You guys have been hearing about it. We've all been hearing about it. If you aren't hearing about it, I'll tell you about it now. Regional sports networks are dying. Um, As young people cut the cords, most of our listeners, as you guys are all cutting the cords, all of you with YouTube TV and whatnot, uh, you're not paying $4 a month to your local regional sports network. And all of this money that they were relying on from people who don't watch sports but paying their $4 a month toward their monthly cable bill, the, that money's not been going to the RSNs anymore, a.k.a. Diamond Sports, a.k.a. Bally Sports Florida and Bally Sports Sun. So because they're broke, they have uh, they have been paying their bills. And who do they owe money to? They owe money to MLB. They owe money to the NHL. They owe money to the NBA. Like I said, NHL. These, uh, you know, their deal with the Panthers isn't the biggest, but... They didn't pay the Panthers last month. They didn't pay the Heat last month. They didn't pay the Marlins last month. And that's gone around throughout the you know the, the country. Um, TJ, you told me that they they finally filed Chapter 11 today? Yeah, I think Jake might have said that. But okay. well, yeah, uh, Frank Cervelli yeah. does uh, freelance work for them. So he's been talking about the situation on the DFO Rundown podcast. And he's phrasing it. And I you know, I'm taking it as a, you know, a company man phrasing it the way that he is, but he's phrasing as them like restructuring their debt. Um, All indications seem to be that if you're worried about, oh no, like 
will I be able to watch the Panthers on ballet this season? It seems like the answer is yes. It doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to stand in the way of you being able to watch all the Panthers games on ballet for the rest of the season. And if they make it the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Beyond that, it's all national. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Because even if, uh, even if, and when ballet goes under, the NHL is not going to want to do a complete change in how they handle their regional sports with a month to go in the season. So what will almost certainly yeah. ha- happen is they'll just say, okay, you know, Valley, you're not paying your bills. We'll take over the, the fees, the broadcasting for all of these games, and nothing will change. It'll also be under the Valley Sports banner. It will just be produced by the NHL, most likely the NHL Network. And that'll be exactly what happens. It'll be nothing changed. You'll still see Goldie and uh, and Moeller on the call. And then next year, once Bally officially is gone, the NHL will do something else, whether it's copy the MLS model, bundle everything and sell it to a streamer, or they start their own regional sports network called NHL Sports or whatever and broadcast the games all that way. There'll be a couple of different options, but... For this year, I would be shocked if we see any change from the status quo, even if Bally officially goes under. I wouldn't actually be surprised to see Bally come back next year. Now, it's going to be up to the NHL if they're willing to basically take a, a haircut on what their uh, you know rights deals are paying those teams right now. Because no if they think that they can go, if they think that they can go get that kind of money elsewhere, that's what they'll do probably. But that might not be the case. I'm I'm not 100% convinced, but I just might be totally ignorant about what's out there. And you might have a much better idea. Now, that's not the case for a few of the teams who are not on Bally, but they're on AT&T Sports. Uh, talk about Seattle, Vegas, and uh, Pittsburgh here. They're, they're out. AT&T Sportsnet is just totally done. So those teams are in a different situation than the Panthers are and every other Bally team is because Bally is is at least like keeping an appearance of they might stick around. AT&T Sportsnet is saying, we out of here. We're done. So those teams are broke. They just don't want to do it anymore. They don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. So they're going to be those teams are going to definitely be getting new broadcast situations next year. Now, they might have the same people and it might look very similar, but it's definitely not going to be on their current channels because they're out of the, they're out of it. I'd be absolutely stunned if Bally still existed next year. I mean, you, we just saw AT&T uh, pull the plug. Like no one in their right mind is going to buy a regional, a bunch of regional sports networks right now. It's just not profitable anymore because of all the cord cutting. We're going to see a new situation, um, whether it be, everything sold to a streaming network or it just being brought in house by the NHL. Um, but it's, there's no way value exists next year. No one's buying it. They're not, you know, if they're not paying their bills, they're not going to restructure because even at like 50%, they can't afford that. They're not paying anything. So that's, I, I, I just couldn't disagree with you more, TJ. I don't, I don't see how we see anything Bally labeled next year or anything, anything else regional sports networks labeled. It's just, it's just a model that doesn't work anymore and only a fool would try to continue it. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with you that the, like the model is going to die. Bally, there's not going to be a Bally. There's not going to be a, a, what's the word? Simulcrum. I can't remember exactly how you pronounce it, but basically there, what, what we see the model 
that Panthers games are broadcast on, it's not going to exist in three years. Max. Yeah. Probably no, I, more I, like two. I I think next year. It's I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's because I listened to too much of David Sampson on Levitar when he and he's been <laughs> talking about this a lot, but the model is dead. The model is dead and gone. I wouldn't be surprised if as soon as the NBA and uh, NHL seasons are done, they go down completely because MLB says they already have what they're going to do next ready to go. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if it lasts another couple of months for NHL and NBA to be done and then they fade into the sunset. So a little bit of Pori sandwich. I mean, we're already kind of talking about sports media rather than the Panthers right now. Uh, so you were talking about listening to David Sampson on Levitard. I think that I've heard him talk about this. So what do you think about the MLS model of just going to Apple 100% and having just like a pay to watch for every game? I think it, I think it's fine. Um, the one question I have, and I haven't looked into it too much, Locally, do you still have to pay or do you get it for free locally? Only season ticket holders get it for free. Okay, only season ticket holders get it for free. Um, I think it's fine. I don't think they're charging that much, right? It's only like five bucks a month. I think it's 80 bucks for the season if you okay. are an Apple TV Plus subscriber. So that's like, let me do the math here. It's I like thought the MLS thing. I thought the MLS thing was that it was included. Like you just got MLS. If you have an Apple TV Plus subscription, no, you have to. You have it's to buy. Card. Yeah, Gross. they have a bunch of free. They have a bunch of free games. I actually hate that. It's annoying, right? That's not like I thought. I thought they were using that as an incentive to get people to actually sign up for Apple TV Plus. No, that used to be the way it was with ESPN Plus, but like they, but they have like the local oh, team I hate also. That. So it's this isn't like the MLS version of NHL.TV. You know, which I guess isn't around anymore because of ESPN Plus. But this this is every game. Like, if you want to watch your local team, you have to subscribe to MLS Season Pass. But uh, T-Mobile customers get it for free. Really hate that. And Metro PCS customers get it for free. Season ticket holders get it for free. And it's only eighty dollars a month, and there are no blackouts. Like none. Eighty dollars a year. You mean eighty dollars a year? Yeah. There are no blackouts. You get every single game. You get you get the final. It's not on broadcast television only. You can watch it on Apple. So that is one thing that I've seen a lot of fans say good things about, that they are just like so annoyed with having to figure out where what game is broadcast or, you know, like the like the Panthers this year, all the people that are out of state, like, oh, it's on ESPN Plus, it's on NHL Network, it's on ESPN2, it's on TNT. Like some people would rather just pay the eighty dollars to not have to deal with that hassle, and well, just well, know they get every game. Well, that's one good thing about the RSN ne- uh, method dying is blackouts would die with it. Yes. So I, I I still am not a fan of like I I, I agree with what Jacob's saying like having to pay eighty dollars a year to get your home team like that feels like it feels shitty. Um, but I guess the only other way around it would be the RSN network method, which isn't working anymore. So at some point we're going to have to pay to watch our team, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan of having to pay 80 bucks to watch the Panthers, but I would in an instant. Um, the, the issue I think you're going to have is growing the game of the hockey in, in different markets without being able to turn the channel on. Like, 
you know, if, if I were to call my my cousins who are, you know, casual at best fans and say, hey, there's a huge game tonight, they're playing McDavid, and they got to say, how much, how do I watch him? Like, oh, well, you got to go on and pay five bucks to watch it. And they're be like, yeah, fuck that shit. Right. So I don't know if that's the best in terms of growing the game. It's it's not. It is objectively awful. Like this, I learning this, I made a decision that I will not be getting into MLS. I was looking forward to getting into MLS, but having to pay an extra 80 bucks, no. I'm not gonna make that investment before even getting into the league. I think that you can get MLS season pass without having MLS uh, or not MLS Apple TV plus or whatever, paying the Apple fee. It's slightly more like $80 is the reduced rate. I think it's a hundred dollars. If you don't have Apple TV plus it's still, it's, so, it's that's not better. It's, not for you, but like, the, might be the point is I'm not, I'm not going to pay a subscription. To something I may not like. Right. To like start to try and get more into a sport or a league. Right. Like right and now, for, for those of you out there who, think that that's ridiculous it doesn't even really matter because there's going to be a lot of people who feel the way that jake does about this and you know everybody that's listening to this is a big hockey fan so it's not going to apply to any of us we're going to pay right basically any reasonable amounts right but, I'll, I'll front the money to walk to what to be able to watch every panthers game for sure oh yeah it's the no are going to pay the money that's no that's no question but it's like alex said this is going to be death for growing the game you're not and going like, to get casual viewers more interested by f- charging them to watch your sport. But this this doesn't persuade you against like actually going to a game, right? No, absolutely not. No, but the first, the, I mean, it's hard to get people to go to a game when they don't watch the sport. Like their their intro is watching it on TV, which is already a handicap for the NHL because hockey is better in person. But it, it's it's just the nature. Of, I couldn't agree more with Jacob. Like. You know, yeah, soccer is like my fifth or sixth sport I watch on TV. Like the Panthers aren't playing, the Heat aren't playing, the Marlins aren't playing. I'll check to see if, you know, Inter-Miami is playing. If I get to Inter-Miami on the list and and uh, I got to pay five bucks to watch the game, yeah, I'm just pulling out uh, Netflix or right. Peacock and watching an, an episode of The Office again. Like I'm not doing it. Right. I'm, I'm just you are not. going to lose your casual viewer to fan pipeline. Yeah, and that's how I feel about the NBA. Like there's there's too many games. I'm not as big of a fan of it as of as the NHL. I watch it now because we get Bally, so I can watch the Heat for free. But even even still, like Monday night, there was nothing going on except for a Heat game. And I still didn't watch it because they were playing the jazz, which didn't really get me excited. And, you know, there's 82 games a year. So every right. individual game is just too hard to get up for unless I'm a big fan of the sport, unless I'm as invested as I am into the Panthers. Right Now I didn't having to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. I would never watch. Right. Like, like I would only watch when they were on national TV, which I think will, it will still happen with MLS. Like there's still national TV games, but, um, you know, I'm I'm not a all in for all 82 kind of person. Maybe that's going to be the model going forward more. So there's like the, the 82 out of 82 diehards will pay. And then there will be just more national TV games. And like ESPN, instead of having whatever, like five, six channels they have now, they're going to have 20. 
and there's going to be like the ESPN NHL network where they have an NHL game every night. ESPN NHL. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I'd pay for the Marlins. And I, I like baseball. I'm Cuban. I don't like baseball. Capitals I mean, I like playoff baseball. Shootout, by the way. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah. Good news for the Panthers. They're going to be ahead of the, the, the Sabres, and uh, they're going to be in a better spot than the Capitals because of games played. Yeah, they stay ahead of the Sabres. Capitals tie them by points, but Panthers have them on, on percentage. Right. It's not yeah. what you wanted tonight. You wanted a you wanted a you want caps regulation. regulation. But uh, when when the Caps are up four two, uh, midway through the third period, you take down, a five down four yeah, two down four two midway through the third period. You take a five four uh, shootout win for the Capitals all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this RSN thing it, it's it's going to be a problem. Uh, we'll see what they come up but, with. But you know what's never a problem is getting ice cold brew or hot plate of wings at the infield bar and grill after a Panthers game every night. Yeah. Thursday and <laughs> Thursday and Saturday night games coming up. Saturday night karaoke after the uh the Devils game. Unfortunately, and- no karaoke on Thursdays, but you can go and watch the uh the nightcap NCAA tournament games. Sounds mm-hmm. like sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And that starts tomorrow, right? Starts tomorrow, yeah. God they're they're I'm I'm sorry, but is there a better oh, like Jesus, spectating that was time? So again? well done, TJ. <laughs> TJ's a pro. Yeah, but yeah, guys, March Madness. Is there like a better entertainment, like all day watching event, right in in all of sports, like within the yes. first week of March Madness? Yes. What the World Cup? Don't say it. Okay, fair. But that's once every four years. Yeah, I was March thinking Madness it's like one year. and two. Yeah, the World Cups every four years. It's. No, it's really right tight. about the World Cup. It's really tight because the World it's Cup really is tight. essentially March Madness, but with soccer, and you get and the, at a higher level, at a higher and you get and it's countries and all. So I get that. I get. What and hey, talking about. talking about casual viewership, I I was throwing World Cup games on. Like I like soccer, but I don't really watch it. I had World Cup games on in the background while I was working. Oh, I go all in on the World Cup. It's so much fun, but it's for the yeah. same reason why I love March Madness. It's just there's like six games on at a time. They all meet. They all mean the world. You can get these, you know, David versus Goliath upsets. And if you like to gamble like I do, every time a ball bounces, you're either up or down money. It's wonderful. There's yeah. not a there's not a more fun feeling in sports when there's just all these games going on for about it's 72 straight hours. So much fun and stress-free to know that every time a ball goes in, you may <laughs> be losing money. <laughs> But I love that stress, especially when you're not betting much money. Like that I'm was not me one making of those... fun of Alex. I'm not a gambler. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I, like I don't bet much money on March Madness because I don't know anything about these teams. I'm just doing it for fun. So it's like five bucks here, seven dollars on this parlay, three dollars on this 16 seed to beat a one seed by ten. Like it's just fun, and it's you know, by the end of the day, I, I made or lost twenty bucks. Yeah, it's entertainment. You ultimately like do have to think about like, well, am I overspending my entertainment budget for sure? But like, you know, oh, yeah. you you can you can justify if you're getting if you're having fun, which is my overall philosophy on sports in general. Like, it should be fun. If you're not having fun, you can just turn the TV off. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, your your life will go on. Yeah, um, my my March Madness betting to steal from Mike, Mike Ryan is literally entertainment purposes only. Like I am not there to make money. I'm there to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to Atlantic city on Friday. So there imagine how go. I feel. 
Yeah. I'm going to have a great time. And I'm going to uh, watch an MLS game on Saturday. So it's going to be it's going to be a blast. Fellas, we've talked about everything this week. Anything else we got to cover? I don't think that's even possible. Um, we've mentioned it briefly, but I want to mention it again. LOL at Ottawa fans. Like you were so full of yourself about a week ago and then you've just shit the bed constantly ever since. So 50, 15 second week. thing. You guys see what Jacob Chikrin said about his diet? Yeah, that was weird. That I was saw really that he weird. said something. I didn't care enough to actually read what please, he said. Please look it up right now while I wrap up the something episode. Something about Otherwise raw meat. We'll he eats raw meat, yes. right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. He's like, my body craves the nutrients. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's eating like freaking like, like beef heart and all this like weird shit. And the only thing I've got to say about it, and I'm stealing it from somebody else, is Dude, you're injured all the time, and the, the NHL's Iron Man eats hot dogs by the get, by the bucket. <laughs> so, like, go off, go off. Uh, King apparently, girl. Phil Kessel actually doesn't really like hot dogs. He just he doesn't. Yeah, he just went all in on the meme after winning a cup. That's our that's our king. Yeah, and that's why <clears throat> Phil is the goat. He's he's amazing. Rate us five stars on Cameo or OnlyFans. Take your pick, <laughs> and we will uh... talk to you next week. Peace out.